0: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
1: 42 years ago today, do you believe in miracles? Yes, yes, the uh, 1980 miracle on ice came to be. And Dave Christian, you were a member of that team. If I had told you, just think, going into that week or that Olympic series, somebody said, yeah, Dave, uh, 42 years from now, there'll be a radio guy calling you on WCCO, and he's going to want to talk about what you did. What would, what would you have thought? I mean, I, I can't think of, from an athletic standpoint, how anyone could have a more life-changing event than that.
2: Well, I, most certainly, we probably would not remember 42 years ago had it been different.
1: yes. Yes, huh. you know I never asked oh, this, but but you know, somebody said uh, they were telling me you know that w- one of the interesting things was if you studied it closely was where guys went right after the Olympics because you know some uh, some might have gone to the NHL, some back to college, some to the minor leagues. Where did you go right after?
2: I went. I played my first game in Winnipeg with the Jets uh, one week after the following Sunday. The Olympics were over. We played Finland in that final game and. A week later, I played my first professional game as a Winnipeg Jack.
1: What was that like?
2: You, it was uh, a little bit surreal. Yeah, I, was, I mean, because like, like, you don't want you're playing in the
1: big leagues now, and and you, and you don't want them to think, hey, you're just a gold medal guy. You want you want to prove yourself, right?
2: Yeah, exact exactly. And there was still, you know, certainly still a lot to prove at that point. Like, yeah, it was kind of like. Uh, so so what? All right, you're 20 years old. Uh, you got a lot, you know. We would hope you got a lot of hockey ahead of you, and uh, yeah, you got to go out and prove yourself all over again.
1: I mean, do they make it clear that hey, that that gold medal was great, but that that don't mean anything here? Is that is that the message you get? Well, uh,
2: you know, it, not not so much that. It was just you know, like okay, the the that gold that win and that gold medal got you here for now. Like you got 15 games left in this season. uh, And then you're going to have to come to training camp and uh, earn a spot on the team next year. Uh, But, you know, you, it's giving you a chance uh, right now, presently and, and right away. And I think as a 20 year old, you're uh, it's like the Olympics ended and you're like, okay. um, You know, I still like, I still want to play this game uh, for a living. And so let's, let's, let's move on and let's get going. And that's kind of what happened.
1: Now, now, Dave, when you're in the Olympic Village like that, we hear so much, you know, stories about the village and this and that. At what point did you guys become the feature story? Not until you beat the Russians or, or was it before then that people started to go, hey, are you, you playing on the hockey team when they saw you in the sweats? You know, I think it's maybe
2: after the game against Czechoslovakia, into mm-hmm. we tied Sweden first game. Uh, we beat Czechoslovakia in the second game, and maybe it was that point that, uh, you know, we started noticing some of the our fellow uh, U.S. athletes uh, coming to games. Um, you know, we walked right across. We were able to – we're watching Eric Haydn and his uh, incredible feat sure. win in every speed skating event uh, right through the tunnel, right out onto the speed skating oval. So, you know, we started seeing – uh, a lot more of the US contingent at our games um, and you know i think uh, as a whole much like the country you know after that game against Czechoslovakia uh, the attention started to turn to hey let's 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 go see what this team might be capable of
1: did, did you go watch a lot of other events or did, did herb have you guys on lockdown what was that like well we not not so much
2: on lockdown, but you know we we had we played every other day. Uh, we got out to you know, we saw some of the figure skating because it was taking place in the same in the same building. As I said, the speed skating oval was right through the tunnel of the arena, um, right across right across the street. Went out and watched some uh, ski jumping one day. Um, that was probably that's probably the extent of it. It's too far to go to watch any downhill sure
1: um, yeah. but yeah when, when uh, we enjoyed
2: ourselves
1: yeah I, I understand it was a, you, you know you, you do what you can do but you know that you're there to play uh, hockey etc so but but when you had lost yeah. to Russia at Madison Square Garden uh, just a couple weeks earlier uh, what were your impressions of them at that time I mean did they seem unbeatable was it like what's the point of playing them or, or did you feel like uh, hey if everything you know I, I can kind of see a pathway here what, what was that like after that game?
2: So I think it was uh, a matter of realizing that we had shown them absolutely nothing in that game. Mm -hmm. And they literally had showed us as we thought they were the things that we thought that and knew they were capable of. They, they laid it out there and we observed for pretty much uh, the first half of the game. And then, you know, maybe kind of got into it a little bit and started to play and, as Brooke Herb reminded us after the game that when we finally decided to play, you know, we skated a two, three, three tie. Now, obviously I, I don't know that they let up much, but we did finally start to play. As uh, the commentators on TV said, if you were watching the game, you know, it was the final was 10 to three and it wasn't even that close. <laughs> um, so it, you know, they, they literally, uh, put us in our place in that game and so after you know after that it was kind of like herb just said you know forget about it we're going to lake placid we're leaving for lake placid tomorrow and uh you know we don't know if we're going to play him again but uh, we'll just be ready to play our first game of the olympics
1: i don't remember was there much gamesmanship with lines did the lines stay the same once you got to the olympics or did he juggle them
2: you know, I think at that point, I think they stayed pretty much the same. I, I think at least two players that had played the majority of the year together stayed together, and they might have been, you know, that third person on the line rotated through depending on game situations. Um, but I think uh, for the most part, you know, obviously we had the, the cone line, the boys from the Iron Range, Harrington, yeah. Favlitch, and Schneider. They had been together from almost the whole year, and they stayed together. Uh, so, yeah, there was not a lot of line juggling uh, during and and going into that once we got to Lake Placid.
1: Dave Christian is our guest, member of the Miracle on Ice team, of course, 42 years later. Uh, that they claim the gold medal uh, today, as as we celebrate it. So you're getting ready to play Russia in the Olympics, and, and is there have you gotten to a point now where there is real confidence that hey, if, if things go right, we could be with them, and uh, let's just get to the third period and take our chances? What, what was the preparation? Was it a radically different game plan than you saw at Madison Square Garden, or what happened?
2: Well, I think the 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 big thing with the game plan was hey let's not go out there and embarrass ourselves like we did mm-hmm. two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> there was the and motivation, was, huh?
2: That was the motivation, yes. And then it was kind of like, uh, you know, you you hang with them, and, you know, it's it, the game is close, and a 60-minute game all of a sudden becomes a 40-minute game, which becomes a 20-minute game. And, you know, the expectations that Herb laid out at the very beginning was, I we may not be the best team when we get to Lake Placid, but I can guarantee you this, we will be the best conditioned team mm-hmm. when we get to Lake Placid. And that was a that was a, a realistic and we could we bought into that. Like, hey, we we're gonna be we're in shape. And we can skate with and we can skate with them. Now, yeah, we need we need lots of breaks, but with you know, the fact that you go out there and, and you work hard and and you make your own breaks and you know, the things just kinda of fell into place and before you know it, you're ten minutes to go in the game and you got a one goal lead. And it's like just keep on playing.
1: We had Rob McClanahan on with us uh, last week, uh, Dave, and, and and he pointed out something, and I, I guess maybe, I don't know if I've heard it before or not, but he said the last 10 minutes of that game, what he remembers is the puck was hot potato because nobody wanted to be the one that turned it over and gave the Russians a chance, you know, a, a sniper opportunity. Do you remember that piece of it as, as, as the game wore down?
2: Well, I think I just, you know, I do remember that the, it didn't seem... Like, you go out for a shift, you look at the clock, you go out for a shift, come back, and you look up and you go, uh, uh, it didn't move. It didn't change. The time didn't change. And it was like (laughs) the clock was going in slow. The game's going uh, hyper speed and the clock is moving in slow motion.
1: And, and and you, I mean, is Herb vocal in the last period of the game? Is, is he is attention to detail? at that point, does he just let you play? What happens on, from his standpoint?
2: So he keep he keeps reminding us at that point to just play your game, play your game. And you know, in looking back on it, his in in you know, it's been many years now, but looking back at that game, his demeanor didn't really change. It was if, like, in his mind, he expected us to be in the lead. And it wasn't like we saw and you observe somewhat of a panic on the Soviet bench, and Herb's demeanor didn't change. He just kept repeating, just play your game, play your game. And he was paying attention to detail, he had the – Uh, our doc nagabots on a stopwatch, making sure that, you know, nobody was staying on the ice and taking long shifts. And he was, you know, he was paying attention to detail, but you know, not in an excited manner, like, Oh my gosh, what do we do? We're in the lead. What do we do now? It was like he, like it was something that he expected.
1: What was Mark Johnson like at that point in time? You know, if if you had one focal point offensive weapon, it probably would have been uh, him. Was he a leader that way, or was he, a, by example, what, what was he like in terms of the way that uh, you guys surrounded him?
2: Well, he was, he just, he led by example, and he knew he was there, like, he was magic. He was magic, yep. and that's what we called him, uh, Magic Johnson, and uh, so he was he was magic with the puck uh, and like scored so many big goals for us. And, uh, yeah, it was, to me it was it was lead by example. He just went on and played every shift, didn't take any off, and uh, led us led us by example.
1: Now, Dave, you get done with that game and you go into the locker room, um, and you still got one to play, of course, against Finland. What is that like? Are you allowed to celebrate? Does Herb got you going? Hey boys, don't smile too big here. What was that like after you beat the Russians?
2: Well, it was uh, you know kind of a uh, there was some celebration, but then you know it was then the room kind of got quiet. It was like, oh my gosh, it's it's over. We don't have to go out. Uh, a be, a sense of relief, like yeah, we don't wow. have to beat
1: them again, right? The, the, I
2: can't, the game ended. We we won. Wow. Holy man. <laughs> and then, you know, it was like, okay, we got a, we got another game and, um, you know, her, we had a, that's Friday. We have a pretty tough practice, not long, but a pretty good hard state on Saturday, just kind of you know, Herbie refocusing us on the fact that, uh, you know, we did have another game. Um, but yeah, we were, we were excited in the room, then we were relieved and then, you we know, just kind of like, holy man. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to beat them again. We beat them. Yeah. We, won the right, we won the right game.
1: <laughs> That's right, and you don't ever have to do it again. Now, now, obviously, this is pre-social media and cell phone. Are you hearing a lot from War Road at this point in time, you being one of the favorite sons, or uh, are you kind of, yeah, at that point in time, is there not a lot of communication?
2: We're here, We're hearing from, not only from War, we're hearing from the whole country uh, at at this point and leading into that game with all the telegrams we had plastered all over the walls, leading to the ice from the locker room, the little vestibule right outside of our locker room was covered in telegrams. Uh, the walls uh, on the way to the ice are covered in telegrams. that yeah, we're hearing, we are hearing from all of our hometowns and, and a tremendous outpouring of support uh, and encouragement.
1: And, and uh, at the same time, you've got this tension with Russia, much if there's a parallel to today, uh, you know, as they now toy with Ukraine and whatever's going to happen there. It was, it was a different kind of a Cold War at that time. Uh, did you have a sense of, of the Russia relations with the U.S., a, a great sense of it? Uh, uh, were you like a typical college kid that you're aware of it, but you didn't know a lot about it? What, what was that piece of it like?
2: I think we were, we were all aware of what was going on, and, and it was at that point prior to the Olympics uh, where uh, President Carter had made the de- decision to boycott the Moscow Summer Games uh, in 80. Uh, we yeah, we were aware of, of kind of what was going on uh, with regard to the Cold War and, and all of that. Yeah, we were aware of it, but it really was treated as a, you know, an opportunity to play a game uh, and the excitement of it. We're playing against the best team in the world. Um, and let's let's go see what we can do.
1: And, and last week, I mentioned when you got done and everybody went to different places uh, to play hockey. Uh, what was your first stop? Was there a parade in War Road? Was there what?
2: Uh, my first stop, I remember, was flying back with the group uh, and. and having a parade in Minneapolis and um, was probably having gone to the university of North Dakota. um, (laughs) It definitely was the only time that I had ever been cheered (laughs) at Williams arena.
1: (laughs) What was it pretty big time though? Did you get a real sense of when, when, when they showed up that day?
2: Well, I think it was, uh, it would started the, that morning, uh, uh, after the olympics we went and visited the white house and there were uh people lining the streets as the bus made their buses made their way to the white house wow uh there were crowds lining the streets and flags and um, and i think that was kind of the, the start of it uh that were like holy macro
1: and, and they're waving in the, flags in
2: the, right in yeah
1: wow yeah well, David, yep. I, I, I appreciate it very much. I'll do this with you every year if you want, Mike. because we need some feel-good stories in this day and age, and, and that still provides one, and we love listening to it every year. Thank you so much for, for engaging us.
2: Yeah, yeah. My pleasure,
1: Mike. Thank you, very, thank you. You bet. We'll talk soon. Dave Christian.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...